Welcome everybody out there to Divorce Devil episode 12. I have Denise and Jeff in the house, former facilitators from DRW, Divorce Recovery Workshop, alias Mending Broken Hearts at First Presbyterian Church in Colorado Springs. Uh, Co-facilitators, say hi everybody. Hi everybody. Hi. Hi everybody. We just fixed the the faux pas that Jeff had and removed it all <laughs> to a new... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're moving on. And uh, what we're going to do today is is this episode is about giving thanks, giving thanks to where we are now with the help of Divorce Recovery Workshop and some of the people, the friends we've uh, come across, the friendship here, some of the head people, Butch and Scott, Big Scott, not Skinny Scott, and uh, go from there. So, Denise, I'll let you go first. Oh, no, please. Let's have our guest to Jeff. Jeff, please. Uh, she defers to Jeff. So <laughs> well, you, what, did, what did you learn at the DRW? Let's start with that. What are some of the poignant points that you can share with us that really helped you in your journey? Well, that you have guns. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's got jokes today. There we go. <laughs> when we did that panel session, that was uh, that was interesting. But I guess when I, you know, since I'm the junior member of this group, it was more along the lines of being able to feel you could open up and you could share without fear of being judged. That was the first thing. And then the next thing was, or is, is that you're not alone, regardless of the story that everyone has. And that when you do share, you see both sides of the story. So for example, for me, my former wife left me, but then there's a woman in the group who left her husband. Yep. And so you've got that perspective sure. and you're comfortable with sharing with each other that perspective without fear of reprisal or judgment. Well, I just want you to know every night, was it Wednesday night, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, Wednesday nights, I would go home and I would judge every one of my people who I facilitated and laugh at them. Did you keep a list? Or <laughs> am I in your book? A running What's list. What's going on? A running list, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was like uh, voodoo dolls and judgment judgment things going on. But no, we didn't judge. But yeah, you uh, you are so right. You know, for me, going in and, and seeing other people hurting and knowing that my story wasn't all that big because there were people way worse stories than me. I mean, took my story down to like romper room. And seeing that go on, but uh, it was very interesting from that standpoint. Actually getting some great friends out of the deal. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yes, yes, Denise included. (laughs) Getting some great friends out of the deal and then going back and facilitating after going through it. And I would never thought I'd ever facilitate. Never thought I'd be sitting here with you guys. (laughs) Ditto. Yeah, somebody (laughs) told me, you know, I would be here sitting with some co-facilitators from Divorce Recovery doing a podcast uh, six years later, I said, man, you're crazy. That's so. true. Oh, it's my, <laughs> it's my turn. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, sure, Denise. <laughs> no, I, you're in the headlights, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think touching on what you both said, it's kind of, you realize that you're, it's like I told Jeff, I said, I think it's a spectrum. You have those divorced couples that are amicable. They walk away and they're friends forever. Then you have the other extreme where they've, physical abuse and blah, blah, blah. And then the rest of us are just sort of sandwich meat. We have somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the middle. That doesn't mean that it's less painful or, or 
hasn't devastated the family, but it's still, I mean, there's only so many reasons why you can possibly leave somebody or divorce if you're in the middle. That's my ah, opinion. No, I understand. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, uh, and, and I think what happens is, like you said, that your wife left you, you met someone who she left her husband, and then, you know, it's uh, it's all a story. Everybody has their own story. Right. Exactly. And it's relevant to them. And it's nice to hear, well, it's not nice to see other people's misery, but it's nice to realize you're not alone. Right. And you, the journey, and, and the one thing I learned in, in that transformation from participant to facilitator is that you can't fix them. That was tough for me. I want to just fix it. This is what you got to do. Do it. But they got to work that journey by themselves. And some people never get fixed. I know. Yeah. Not totally. Not in this room. <laughs> there must be the other room you're talking fixed. about. Yeah. I'm fixed. Shoot, I'm fixed. I'm healed. Be healed. <laughs> Have mercy. Yes. Drink the water. Say <laughs> yes. Hallelujah. You know, so it's, um, but you're right. You know, you'll walk away with perhaps, you know, even if you walk away with a friend or two, it it was a good um, exercise is what I call it. What did yeah. you think about doing? Did they have the letter of forgiveness when you were doing this, Jeff? No, we talked about it, and uh, it was just brought up, you know, kind of consider writing your own letter. Did you? No. Why? Um, I had written enough letters already. There you go. Bang. And I had also written many to my former wife as well. So I think I already covered that assignment. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's uh, fair. A uh, couple of times. Uh that was the one class, the letter writing class. That you struggled that with. I struggled with the most. Did you? And I told my class, I said, hey, I don't like this part, but you do it, but I ain't doing it. <laughs> but I want you guys to heal and do this do this exercise, but I ain't doing it. So, But have I was only truthful with them. Have you done it yet? What? The letter. What letter? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need no stinking letters. <laughs> we don't need no badges, no letters. But no, but each person goes their own journey. And, uh, you know, want to shout out to Scott and Butch for, for uh, leading us or, or taking the time to allow us to get on our journey and to allow us to help other people. Cause I've got some great friends out of the deal. And I think we're probably going to keep facilitating. Maybe Denise ought to come back and do that once I she am. starts working in the city close to home, <laughs> gets a real job That's in, right. in El Paso County. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's painful. Yeah, but Jeff did it. You would commute and still make it downward. I did. I think you were living in Denver. I was living in Englewood at the time Dang. of the. Uh, that's right. Uh, that's right. When I was facilitating. Man, it makes for some long nights. It did. But it was worth it. But then, yeah, then I always had the drive home to reflect in a yeah. way. So that was helpful. And like you said, the, the friendships. Uh, you know, really, David <clears throat> was in the original group that I attended. Okay. But I didn't I didn't realize David was there as a facilitator until we met him. You thought he was a participant because he still hadn't healed? <laughs> was, it, was it obvious? Was that chip on my because shoulder? Because he didn't write the letter. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like uh, Quasimodo walking around church. Hey. He was in back. I, I wasn't sure who he was or where. I, I, Is that a hunchback? I saw you or? as a facilitator of Help for the Holiday Blues. Yep. That's when I made the connection uh, as oh. far as you were 
in the same group as a facility. You didn't know I was a big dog until you I saw didn't me. Know yeah, Jeff, that's kind of slow. How yeah. could you not have known that? Did well, he everybody ever... knows I'm the big dog. <laughs> he, <laughs> sat, he sat in the back. Yeah. Well, back. how big was your class? Well, well, when we did the when we did the um, uh, the one hour big group. Oh, okay. We uh, we all sat in the back. Right, right. Uh, but he and thought I, I was chummy with the other facilitators and I was participant. Oh. He didn't know that I had already healed. And I had run that stuff. <laughs> I love your sissy humor. <laughs> I said, step back, Scott. Move over, buddy. Let me run this. I've got it. Just sit at the table. So I okay. All right. kind of oblivious. And- so Jeff thought I was just like a, just like like a rogue. Like a, like, a, like a rogue agent not sitting at the table. He, that guy does not listen. Two facilitators. He's sitting with them. Who does he think he is? Exactly. And then he sees me at the uh, Holiday Blues, and I was running it too. So it's okay. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what else did you come away from this DRW, Jeff? Well, so back to the letter. And the reason why we're asking you questions is because you're not healed yet, and we are. So <laughs> that's why we're here to help you. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I would really appreciate it if you put your hands on me and stand up and heal me. <laughs> heal, yes. Me yes. Water. Yeah, there we go. Hang on a second. <laughs> I, I got some Gatorade in the back. And I ha- need some anointed water. I'll yeah. sprinkle exactly. you there. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I still am in a transition process, I guess. And uh, we all are, trust me. So... <clears throat> Where were we, Denise? No, I was just- <laughs> it what must else have been you- a lasagna. <laughs> what else did you get from it, from the DRD? Oh, I can tell you guys something. Um, oh, please, David, what else one, did you get from one, it? One of the things I struggle with <clears throat> being a facilitator and, you know, don't have a whole lot of struggles because <clears throat> I'm pretty perfect, um, is I really like going. And- to Taco Tuesday at Jose No, Muldoon's? not Taco Tuesday. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the classes. I really like to facilitate. But then I felt guilty because I enjoyed it so much because people were hurting. Right. So there was kind of like that push me, pull me thing going sure. on in my mind. But I got through it because well, I loved it. Well, let me ask you it. this. Yeah. So I was a participant twice and a facilitator twice. And I realized at the last session. Did you flunk the first time? I did. I didn't get good grades because <laughs> <laughs> I actually sent the letter, you know. <laughs> that, you didn't see the small print? Don't send no, this No, I did because I didn't have my readers with me. <laughs> wow. But what I'm saying is that even as a facilitator, depending, in my opinion, on the dynamics of the group, you could possibly touch on certain subject matter that will trigger still an emotion with you. I mean, so I think basically you never really do get healed. I think you just learn to manage yourself after a while. I think you do get healed, but it's to a degree. So we're saying the same thing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, not that you're right, but I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I, <laughs> I I think you do heal, but it, but you have to figure out what degree it is. And it, and it just comes with time. Time heals everything. It just takes time. So, with all that said and done, so do you think it's a good idea to start dating people out of your group? Wow. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, After the DRW is over or during? Well, during. No. No. I, that's a good... Uh, you mean participant to participant? Excuse or? me, clearly Jeff is understanding what I am saying. <laughs> I, want you so, to, I want you to break this down for me a little bit more. Whether facilitator participant, I think the ground rule was no dating during that session. 
I mean, well, right. I mean, amongst the right. participants and the facilitators. Right. Now, I'm not sure if they were clear on if you're already dating anyway, you know, to stop it. And right. Stay you're supposed to not be dating when you're period. going through the process anyway, supposedly. Okay. So there's the abstinence period. I see it like this. The contract I saw is <clears throat> once the DRW was over, game on. They, they were all mine. <laughs> they were all yours. All mine. Okay. Bam. Yeah, scoop them up. Just a squirrel trying to get in that. <laughs> so, but, but you didn't let Jeff finish. So, what did you think? Um, I was still probably a bit, just a bit apprehensive about it. I sure. mean, it's not that I wasn't interested, but I just wasn't sure. Right. And I think one of the facilitators, uh, actually Becky, you know, um, we would go out. Just maybe she was. You know, she was just thoughtful enough to ask me, well, I'd like somebody to go with me. For sure. This event. Yeah, but that's not dating, though. No, it wasn't. Okay. But to me, in a way, it was maybe it was the first step. Yep. Maybe that's what it takes is, con- sure. you know, that type of uh, interaction or, or process or companionship before you take the next step. Sure. You know, we're not all... David Webbs. That is true. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. I wish I had a bit more David in. Oh. I do. And maybe that's why I had I, I remember. Let me, let me tell you a story. I, I think you were there. Uh, maybe not. So one of the uh, facilitator end of the year meetings that you get, you know, you right. get the stuff, whatever it's called. And I was joking around with Scott. I said in front of everybody, I said, Scott, so is it okay to date the participants now? And he goes, oh, David, you're so funny, yada, yada. So so me, uh, I think it was my co-facilitator, Lori, and another facilitator were walking out to the car afterwards. And the lady looked at me. She goes, so how many women are you dating in your group? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. This hmm. Is it that obvious? Oh, it's like none, honey. It was a joke. It was a joke. But yeah. That's so I guess I have to wear that red badge of courage for that dating the participant thing, Dude. which I haven't done yet. Good. I, I have not crossed that boundary line, whatever. Well, and you don't want to either. No, because they're hurting, you know, and they're in a weak spot and you don't want to take advantage of them. Absolutely. No matter how good they look. <laughs> yep. And there are going to be some attractive ones. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. A couple. Especially over 50. They're all hotties. Well, that's interesting, over 50. Yeah. So have they changed the guidelines now? Is it just gearing towards people who are over 50, or is it everyone who's getting divorced? Everybody. Everybody? Yeah. Do they tend to be more over 50 or I, under? I think they're older. In because comparison most, to women. Most, most everybody that comes through there, I think Scott said, they've been married 15 to 20, 25 years. That's like the median. Okay. And uh, when I uh, facilitated, I had a young group that married five, four or five years, two years, three years. And that was a tough one, man, because they were almost the same age as my kids. Did you tell them just to run? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. That was tough because I would I would identify with them and then I'd try to fix it. And I'd go home every Wednesday night just exhausted. Yeah. And Until my co-facilitator said, hey, you need to step back and just let them go through the journey. And I said, okay. Do you um, think they had more emotion in it, or were they more easily able to recover, as you said? Well, most of them, you know, when you have little kids involved, 
that was a tough one. And they all had little kids, like two, three, four years old, five years old. Uh, one of the guys in my class, um, the he had moved out. He had two little kids, like third and fourth grade. And the future ex-wife was already pregnant by the boyfriend. Oh, my. And I just sat there, shook my head like, wow, what a situation. Yeah, that was a deep one. And he had a lot of anger issues. And But by the seventh week, man, he was so cool. It, it was nice to see that transformation. And you do see that. Yeah. Usually yeah. about yeah. week five, you see people take yeah. the turn. Right. Where there's just a bit more openness, a bit more trust, a bit more camaraderie as well. Right. You know, a lot of... That's why we're hanging, having lasagna. That's it. There you go. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do think there's a value to it. I think it serves a purpose. So all you people out there in Colorado Springs getting divorced, go to First Presbyterian Church Divorce Recovery Seminar in the fall 2017. Exactly. Very, very worthwhile. And like I said, I really didn't want to go. I just went to be a bodyguard, and here I am. Kind of funny how that happens. And I got sucked into it because with Denise. Yeah, you were at a party. I was at a party. That's how I met David. Yep. Ah. And Denise was his facilitator. Yep. Shout out to Denise. Yep. You took it twice? Wow. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Told you that. And the facilitator twice. And then I had to step away from it, to be honest. (coughs) Then it was was too much. After a while, it gets kind of, as you're still in that process, even because you're a facilitator. You do need a break, yeah. You do need to just step away from the stories because you never, I, I feel as though it's hard to get your footing then, you know, for yourself. Or at least that's how I was feeling. So, so now pe- I'm ready. So people out there not in Colorado Springs, we do suggest you take a some type of divorce recovery class. That they have them all over the country. Do something. Just just get out. Don't try to hold it in yourself because it's a it's a rough road by yourself. Heck, is a rough road with other people. Right. Let alone by yourself. Well, and plus it's also a learning place. I have a friend right now who's going through a divorce. And so I've given her all my information about what you would need to know for in our age group as far as like social security and all that kind of stuff. So it's also a place where you can get information, Let's, even something as simple as what attorney to use or financial advisor or whatever. Yeah, there are some yeah resources. Some the, exactly. The resources, they don't necessarily go into it in depth, but they have them available that you can pick up at the right. And you can ask other people, too. You can ask other people. You know, maybe they'll give you an outline and say, hey, try this outline and see what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Or a list of, of names, absolutely. Yeah. So, but, but it is a journey, and some people will never really come out of it, and then there's still there's hope. You know, it's a, you have to do the work is what my friend Linda says. You just have to do the work. If you don't, you know, and don't jump into something quickly either, you know. You don't, yeah, don't want to do that. <laughs> I am not a big proponent of jumping right into it. Don't don't jump into something right away. Because then you might write a book someday about having rebound relationships. You know what I'm saying? It's a therapy project for your anger. Anger. Did you know that? Is that what you're doing? No. (laughs) This one over here, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I'm not angry anymore. (laughs) Anymore. Oh, you've got that look. Yeah. Mm, I'm not angry anymore. No. You sure you're not? I was writing children's no. books and he was writing about divorce. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's uh-huh. fine. There you That's go. Fine. So. And on that note, we're going to end it. <laughs> Just going to cut to the chase here. But thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for having us coming to your hearts. And 
Uh, good luck out there. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.